I'm Katie. And I'm Coley. Welcome to the SVU Coven podcast, Little Witch Detectives. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm busy, but good. I um, hear you. It's funny because I know I say this every single time, but I feel like no amount of like Snapchats back and forth and texting each other every day feels like talking as much as we do when we record the show. I know. And it's almost like we're catching up with each other, even though even we already though we know, know everything. everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we just don't talk on the phone. So it's funny. Yeah. Like, I think I've maybe only called you like once ever in the years we've been friends. Yeah, you called me once at like eight o'clock at night and you were like, hey, so by the way, what's the name of this SBU episode? <laughs> it was because I was hanging out with a friend of mine and I really wanted to watch that specific episode and I was in the right season, but I couldn't remember the name. And Coley, as you guys probably know, knows the names like the back of their hand. Yeah. So. I I called them in the middle of the night and I was like, please help. <laughs> but that was it. That's the only time I think I've ever called you. <laughs> yeah. And it scared uh, the crap out of me because you never call me. So I was like, oh my God, <laughs> what's wrong? <laughs> I think it's also because we usually Snapchat video each other. And so yeah. we do like talk but it's just we just don't talk on the phone but if you guys know me in real life you know I, I'm not a huge phone talker anyway um so that's pretty normal at least for me same but, goes for yeah me. I get a lot of anxiety being on the phone <laughs> yeah <laughs> so um but anyway it's really nice to hear you we haven't recorded in a while I know it's been forever yeah, so that kind of segues me into our witch talk, um, which is the corner of the podcast, if you're new, where Coley and I catch you guys up on what we've been doing. Yeah. Um, and we've just been really busy. Like, I, it didn't even really, I think, occur to either of us until last week, like, oh, we should probably record, huh? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'm not sure how long of a break we took, but... Um, we're back. I think it was like three weeks. Yeah, I uh, was sort of on vacation. So I'll just I'll just do my witch talk first since I'm talking. Yeah, I um spent the week at my dad's house and he lives two hours away from me. I was babysitting his dogs while he was on vacation. Uh, and the whole time I was there, I was working nonstop. And then when I wasn't working, I was trying to spend time with like, you know, my friends and family that were there. Um, and I also didn't have a car because I got into a car accident uh, in early October. Mm -hmm. So I was just really busy and frantic and driving my brother's car and just kind of busy. Um, and then I think the week prior to that, we didn't record or we recorded our tarot episode or something like that. And then this week we're back. Um, and... I got a car. Yay. Yeah, I got a new car. I got a Toyota Prius. She's super cute. Her name is Zella Sunshine. Um, cruising around in her 24-7 now, so that's super exciting. Um, I was without transportation 
for over a month. So it's nice to be back. If any of you live in Atlanta, you know you can't go anywhere without a car. That would have driven me nuts. It drove me nuts. I used my brother's car here and there, but for the most part, I took me up. And to go anywhere in Atlanta, it's at least, you know, 35, 45 minutes. So it kind of sucked because my friends were picking me up and driving me around. And um, I'm really appreciative of that. My best friend, Evan, picked me up. I live an hour away from him. He drove an hour to pick me up and then drove two hours to take me to my dad's house. And I was like, man, I am lucky to be abundant with friends that uh, go the extra mile like that for me. But anyway, I've got Zella now and all is right with the world. It's my last um, like big girl payment. So I'm no longer dependent on any family members, which feels crazy um and great and I know that most people my age have already had this revelation but (laughs) I just I'm excited I'm excited to be on my own and in the world um I've got my big girl job and my big girl car and my big girl house so we are moving upwards and onwards as they say that's good yeah so what's been going on with you so, um, one of the weeks that we didn't record, um, I went into New York City by myself um, to go see Katie Couric on her book tour. Um, she wrote a memoir called Going There. So far, it's really, really good. I'm listening to it on Audible, even mm-hmm. though I have, like, the hardcover copy of it and I do too because Coley sent me one which is super awesome (laughs) because I accidentally ordered two and then I got one at the book signing event um which I missed by the way I was in the city in my hotel room sobbing like a baby because I missed my grandmother because that was something we would have done together Mm -hmm. and I missed the meet and greet. <laughs> but but something, yeah. Um I got a shout out from Katie in the beginning of the um of the show which was really nice and I was totally not expecting it at yeah. all. Um she was listing off like her personal friends that were there and then she said well it's time for my Instagram friends now and then she said Coley Marie where are you and I was shocked but my hand like shot up and of course (laughs) I was in the front row and she's like oh right in the front row (laughs) yeah that's so awesome really really awesome um but other than that I've been working what feels like non-stop and going to school what feels like non-stop um Mm -hmm. I've actually made the decision to drop my math class and probably my lit by women class because I'm falling behind both of them and I just need to be able to focus on those classes singularly because they're a lot of work Mm-hmm. so that means that my graduation is getting pushed off another year but that's okay that's you do okay. what you gotta do you know 
Yeah. Um, and it'll give you more time to start working with me. Exactly. <laughs> um, I'm excited about that. Yeah, I scored Coley a contract job I work at, so that's super exciting. We'll be working together in another capacity. Yes. Um, and also, for the record, while Coley was in New York City, I had tabs on them the entire time. I had their location, and they were updating me the whole time. Yeah. So I, I, they were safe because I couldn't have done anything to help them had they gotten into danger, but I knew where they were, so that was good. <laughs> it made me feel safer. <laughs> Just for the record. <laughs> yes. Um, super exciting. Well, shall we move on into some SVU-related things? Yes, we shall. Right. Um, so the first thing we want to move into is... Um, Mariska was named one of the women of the year from Glamour Magazine. <laughs> um, she was honored at the awards dinner, which was so exciting. Her speech, I've watched it a thousand times and it makes me cry every time. Her speech um, was just so amazing. So amazing. So moving. Uh, so proud of our girl. Yes. And honestly so well deserved I can't think of a better person um to be honored in that way and I think people outside of the law and order fandom don't often know who Mariska is um and what all she's done outside of the show um and I think this was really cool like she was trending on Twitter (laughs) yeah which is awesome Mm mm-hmm and just so moved. If you have a minute, definitely go check out her acceptance speech. It was beautiful. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, this segues into the next thing we're going to talk about. Yes. Who presented or, like, introduced Mariska for her? Chris Maloney. The Maloney of it all. Yes. <laughs> um, to be honest reservations about Chris Maloney aside I can't think of a better person to do that except for maybe her husband Peter yeah it's funny though because there I have a friend on Twitter and she's also a friend on Instagram who got kind of annoyed that any man would Mm. introduce her for that honor considering it was a woman's award And I can understand where she's coming from. Yes, no, I agree. I think, you know, Mariska could have stood up there and introduced herself. Yeah. Um, And especially because it's a women's award, I totally see that side of things with us being feminists here on the show. Totally agree. Um, However, my little EO heart, like, (laughs) I can't think of anyone who loves that woman more except for maybe Peter. Um... And I honestly thought Chris Maloney did a, a great job. Yeah. So people misconstrued her original tweet, though, to think she was mad that it was Chris that was introducing her. And she clarified and she was like, no, I she like she was like, honestly, I'd be mad if it was Peter who was introducing her mm-hmm. because I don't think a man should have introduced her for such a prestigious woman's award 
Right. And I agree. But I do think Chris Maloney is a good pick simply because he's been her best friend for over two decades now and has seen her do all of the incredible things that she's done. Yeah. Um, So he can really speak to it more than a lot of people in her life. Although I would have kind of liked like maybe Melissa McCarthy. Um, Melissa McCarthy, Brooke Shields. Yeah. Brooke Shields would have been awesome. Yeah. I mean, I would have even taken Deborah Messing. (laughs) (laughs) Deborah Messing. (laughs) Oh, Deborah. The chaotic good. Yes. Um, But that leads us into our next uh, thing I wanted to talk about, which is our thoughts on EO. And if you don't know what EO is, it's the shipping of Elliot and Olivia. Um, Now known as Bensler. Bensler for the new generation. Um, However, I would like to put a disclaimer here. We are not talking about Krishka. We are not talking about Chris and Mariska. If you would like to hear our thoughts on that. You can listen to our episode called The Maloney of It All, where we call yes. out Chris Maloney for his shit, really. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to talk about this because with OC and SVU airing side by side and the ever-growing relationship of Elliot and Olivia, I think we mention how we feel about it a lot, but we haven't delved into it. And so I thought it would be worth talking about um, because my opinion has changed quite a bit over the years. Yeah. Uh, when I first started watching SVU, all I wanted more than anything in the world was Elliot and Olivia to be together. Of course, yeah. I, I did not want Kathy Stabler to die. Um, we stan Isabel Gillies on this podcast. It, listen to a couple episodes back um, yeah. <laughs> where we delve into the Kathy Stabler of it all. But yes, I always 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 loved them together and I considered Elliot and I still consider Elliot and Olivia to be soulmates at heart um and soulmates to me can come in many forms and sometimes that is friendship like I consider Coley one of my soulmates as well yeah but I um I think their souls have crossed paths in many lives as far as Elliot and Olivia go and maybe even Mariska and Chris but I won't speak to that yeah however um when Coley and I first became friends. I learned a lot about Chris Maloney that I didn't know. And we've delved into it. We've got the receipts. You can listen to the Maloney of it all episode. Yeah. um, For more info on that. And my opinion on him soured and it kind of bled into the character of Elliot. Um, And so I've attracted my EO. I was like, not about it. Uh, And because of that, I was like, delving into Elliot Stabler and this is all the reasons he's toxic these are all the things he's got to work through let alone he's made he's got a baby let alone like all this stuff yeah but in my heart of hearts you know I was always like oh it would be cute if they eventually got together but like they would have to work through these things and this would be it just wasn't the time and then Elliot bails on her out of nowhere and leaves the show for 10 years yeah and so then I was just like ah no no we're over it we're done and as many of you know i ship ben city which is um olivia and cassidy brian yes uh i and i still do for the record i was just telling coley earlier today i would love it if brian came back and stirred the pot um because dean winters is just amazing and i would i've always loved them together yeah um we were literally but, just talking about this hours ago. 
Yeah, just a few hours ago. Because I was watching old episodes of when, spoiler, 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 Olivia and um, Brian actually do date. And my little heart was so happy because I love them together. I think they're great together. They're the same kind of damaged. I could talk about that for hours. But, however, everything I just said aside, with OC happening... Elliot coming back, them being back in each other's lives, everything the writers are doing, obviously they're going to string this out for as long as they can. Mm-hmm. However, I personally am not opposed to Elliot and Olivia getting together. I think yeah. they, with Kathy being gone, they're a lot older now. I think they're finally in the same place at the same time. Elliot still has a lot he needs to work on. And Olivia is you know a mom now she's got her career she's got a lot on her plate too but I think it could work out eventually I think they could get there eventually and I think the feelings are very much there um yeah but that's why I was saying if you know Cassidy came back and stirred the pot for a little while wouldn't be angry because I think Elliot needs some time uh before you know he can fall in love with his best friend who he screwed over for 10 years um (laughs) but where i stand as of november 11th is that i might freak the fuck out if they start dating and i might be very thrilled and very happy about it um which has changed a lot when i first started watching the show to now but it kind of feels very full circle and the writers are not hesitating to play into that yeah um but yeah and then I wanted to hear your thoughts about it as well so I was very much like you um when I first started watching SVU I was all about Elliot and Olivia um to the exclusion of Kathy like (laughs) Don't get me wrong. I love Kathy now. I love Isabel now. I've always loved Isabel. But, um, like, that's how hard I went for Ellie and Olivia. And, mm-hmm. um, once Elliot left, I started going back and seeing all of the toxic aspects of his character. And realizing that I thought Olivia deserved more. Mm -hmm. Um, And then when Danny Pino left the show, um, Olivia has that monologue of, you know, that relationship, whatever it was, didn't allow for anything more. Mm Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really true. Um, I still think it's true. The relationship that they had back then didn't allow for anything else. Whether that was solely on Elliot or that was on Elliot and Olivia, that relationship didn't allow for anything else other than that relationship. Mm-hmm. Um Sorry, I'm, like, shivering because my house is freezing cold. (laughs) So I'm, like, trying to talk and, like, not sound like I'm shivering. Um, But um, I 
also shipped Bensity. Um, and then I shipped Tuxin, but you know, that's no longer a thing. And Tuxin <laughs> is Tucker and Benson, and a lot of people are gonna hate on me for that. No, they were good together. <laughs> they were so good together. R.I.P. Tucker. But you know, that's no longer an option anymore. <laughs> um so it's one of those things where it's like if Bensity could happen, that would be lovely. Um, but I think that Elliot still has some work he has to do. And I think Olivia still has some work that she has to do too. Mm-hmm. Um, because she's never really confronted her demons that we learned about a few episodes ago. Yeah. Um, So, she kind of needs to confront those demons in order to be healthy, to be in any relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially because those demons, that trauma happened when she was so young. Um, In her formative years, really. Especially Mm -hmm. around relationships. So, honestly, I just want Olivia happy. If Olivia's happy, I'm happy. And if that's with Elliot, awesome. If that's with Brian, wonderful. If that's with some other guy who isn't her groomer, wonderful. (laughs) Yeah. I think... um... The, you've told me a million times, but the writers don't want Olivia to be happy. It makes they better TV. Um, but the, the, um, the legend has it that as Warren Light was coming in and Neil Bear was going out, Neil Bear told Warren Light just one thing, make sure Olivia is never happy. It makes for better TV, to be fair. It does. It does, but it sucks. <laughs> but it sucks. Um, but I'm glad to know Paige that they got Pretty much. some work to do, and if Cassidy came around, we wouldn't be mad at it. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Dean Winters, if you want to be on this show, I think you're so cute. I would love to talk to you. We'd be fighting over you, but we would love it. <laughs> we would love every minute of it. I just want you to come on and say something. Like your mayhem, it would make my day. <laughs> my car. One of my car's names was Mayhem. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> I had um, Mayhem and Cassidy. Oh, so back good. To back. <laughs> oh, Dean Winters, we stand. Yes. <sighs> All right. Shall we get rolling? We shall. Um, but before we uh, get too far into it. This is your episodic reminder to rate, review, and subscribe. Rating and subscribing are the most important things you could possibly do. They um, bump us up in the algorithm so that uh, Apple Podcasts and wherever else you may listen, um, they recommend us to other people to, and it lets them know that people are listening And reviewing is just really, really nice. And we lost all our reviews when we switched podcast hosts. And we miss them. So please review. (laughs) 
please do it's all about the algorithms baby yeah um speaking of algorithms as you know we are on social media so if you're new to the show or if you're not new to the show you can follow us on instagram at svu coven uh we haven't been keeping up with it because we've been so busy however we try our best and uh if there's some sort of announcement or you know you want to look at a dank svu meme we've got them over there svu coven on instagram if you want to be on the show you have questions for us anything like that feel free to dm us there and then if you want to get more involved with the community which i know you do if you want to be part of the coven you can join our discord server uh on there we've got a mixture of people and a mixture of things you can book us for tarot readings there talk about tarot talk about witchy stuff you can ask us questions We've got an audio and a text channel to live watch SVU with us um, on Thursday nights. Actually, when we're recording, we're only a few hours away from the show. Uh, we talk. Though on there. at the moment, none of us can watch live, or neither it, of us can watch live. Yeah, we don't, we don't have cable. We don't have cable, so there's no way for us to watch live. But if you want to DM us with a cable link at SVU Coven on Instagram, yeah, that would help us so much. Um, we but would normally, appreciate. It. normally when we have cable and we have our lives together we will live tweet um as well as be in the discord server for anyone that wants to talk to us the discord link to join does expire so if you want to join you can dm us on svu coven on instagram or you can shoot us an email at svu coven at gmail.com and same goes for if you want to be on the show. If you're not on Instagram, not really involved in social media, you can shoot us an email. We would love to have a witch detective on the show. Yes, uh, we would. And every time we get any kind of question, we also address it. We had a question a few weeks ago about tarot, and we did a whole episode on it. Yes. So um, anything you want to ask us, witchcraft, SVU related, we are open to it. Um, if you want to join the Discord, hit us up. And I think that's it for my episodic reminder. <laughs> yes, I meant to put up a question box on the Instagram stories yesterday, and I forgot. And I forgot all day today. So we have it no happens. questions today. <laughs> we have no questions today. I finally pop into the Discord and I'm like, hey, if you want to ask us something, because we have an Ask the Witches channel on there. Um, so if you have a burning, burning question and you want it to get to us immediately, Discord's probably the place to go. Um, however, we do keep up with Instagram and our email pretty regularly as well. Yeah. All right. Sorry, I'm yawning. It's past my bedtime. (laughs) I know. We couldn't get it together because we've been so busy. So it's 7 p.m. (laughs) (laughs) And I usually go to bed at 6.30. Because I generally have to be up before the sun rises. I have to be up and out of my house before the sun rises to be at work on time. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. All right. Well, let's. Anyway, (laughs) self love affirmation. (laughs) Woo. Um, With every breath I take, I am bringing more and more focus into my life. Now, I encourage all of you to meditate on that. If you are not behind the wheel, close your eyes, take a few deep breaths, and meditate on that um, affirmation. If you are behind the wheel, take a few deep breaths and meditate on that, but don't close your eyes. (laughs) Um, 
we say this every episode because we feel like, you know. Don't die. Yeah, don't die. We don't want (laughs) you to die. Stay safe out there. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Summary. Benson and Stabler investigate the murder of of the pregnant daughter-in-law of a prominent religious figure. They initially focus on the victim's well-connected family and conclude that her infidelity and the identity of the child's probable father likely led to her murder. I also want to point out we are uh, talking about season one, episode 17, Miss Leader. Yes. (laughs) In case anyone didn't know that. We should have mentioned that. I should have mentioned that. (laughs) It's fine. I just wanted to make sure. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Anyway. So we open with a housekeeper in a hotel walking into a room, picking things up and speaking Spanish. She walks into the bedroom and sees a young woman strewn on the bed in her underwear, dead. And she starts speaking Spanish again. Um saying things like adios mio um and um maria madre de dios and stuff like that um anyway so we (laughs) jump from there to csu processing the crime scene and ellie and olivia walking in and looking around Olivia discovers there's no money or jewelry in the victim's purse and says that she always carries at least a pair of earrings in her purse. Elliot makes a joke that Olivia doesn't carry a purse and Olivia comes back with, that's because you carry it for me. Cute, cute. Um, Elliot notes that there are marks on the victim's neck, asphyxiation. Munch and Jeffries squabble about the case before the whole squad as a whole goes over the case. They talk about the family of the victim, her father-in-law being a big Christian guy. I didn't know how to describe him, so big Christian guy was all I came up with. It fits, I mean. (laughs) Um, uh, He's bigger than Pat Robertson. Uh, his name is Benjamin Hadley, president of Midvale College. Um, Munch muses that it's become a think tank for the neoconservative movement. Olivia says that's an oxymoron. I love Munch. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jeffries and Munch visit the ME to confirm that the cause of death was manual strang- strangulation. And that the rape kit came up positive for semen and bodily fluids on the sheets. Um, and apparently it was a good sample. Mm. Ellie and Olivia go visit the Hadleys, said that their daughter-in-law um, said, whoa, hold on. My brain just shut <laughs> down. The daughter-in-law said she was... uh... Going to skip the mixer they were going to that night. Benjamin Mm -hmm. assumed she was tired from walking around the city. There we go. Thank you. (laughs) (coughs) Sorry, I've had a tickle in my throat for like a week and a half. 
Oh, goodness. <sighs> yeah. Um, Hadley brings up the fact that Sylvia, which is his daughter-in-law, was burning the midnight oil with Brad, their financial advisor. Um, they were getting the monthly reports. I put quarterly reports. It's monthly reports ready. Um, Hadley then says how everyone loves Sylvia and that she and his son had so much to look forward to. Stapler says they're just look they're just looking for any possible motive to which Hadley replies lack of personal responsibility or atheistic hedonism. Um, what a says word! He knew, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, says he knew something like this would happen in New York. Um, Elliot and Olivia then go to talk to the head of security at the hotel to find out what kind of coverage the security cameras have, uh, where they're located, and if there was any way an unwanted visitor could have entered the room. Olivia goes to, over the logs of the keycard access of the electronic lock system to see if anything is amiss. Um, then EO, Ellie, and Olivia go to talk to Brad, who says they worked late, or he worked late and got back to the hotel around 9 and crashed. Um, Munch is talking to Hadley's son, who is named Ben, um, who is adamant that his wife wasn't having an affair. Um, says this wasn't about his wife and was about one of the New York psychos roaming the streets. Elliot and Olivia walk in, Munch introduces them, and then he suddenly has to go. (laughs) Which is suspicious. (laughs) Suspicious. Elliot says that there's a robbery task force on the burglaries at other hotels. Um, gets the name of the la- latest victim who's staying at the Sussex on the east side. Elliot and Olivia go to talk to the latest victim who said it took her a while to realize her safe was cleared out and all of her jewelry was gone and that the burglar masturbated in her underwear, which the other detectives dismiss as an idiosyncrasy. Did I say that word right? I think so, but what does that word mean? No, I know I said idiosyncrasy right. I meant masturbated. Oh. Did I say that right? <laughs> yes, I think okay. so. <laughs> <laughs> but an idiosyncrasy is like just something odd about somebody. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Yeah. Um... The victim made note of a man in the lobby who wore wire-rimmed glasses and always wore the same red baseball cap. They shared an elevator ride once, and he really creeped her out. Elliot and Olivia go to robbery and bitches out the detective for protecting their caller when their suspect was increasing in levels of sexual fetishism and that they could have told the robbery guys that he could care less about the money that he stalks his victims and was escalating and now a woman's dead because of it. Um, Back in the squad room, Ellie and Olivia and Munch are talking about the case when Cragen comes out and turns up the volume on the radio where Benjamin Hadley is giving an interview. It's one of those, like, courthouse step interviews. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, I think this... It's the show because Cragen came in and turned up the radio instead yeah. of 
you know, seeing it on Instagram. On <laughs> yeah. Or seeing it on Instagram or, or one Twitter. Of the two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um the squad goes to a motel and captures the man in the red baseball cap ride wire-rimmed glasses in the middle of a burglary. Um, Robbery says it's their caller and that their task force takes precedence. Olivia says that Cragen's been talking to the mayor who isn't happy with Robbery's unwillingness to lend a hand in the investigation. Um, Munch and Jeffries are interrogating the guy in the red cap and he's giving up everything much to his lawyer's dismay. Um, He says everything that he stole is at his apartment neatly cataloged to return that it wasn't about the stealing that he was trying to prove a point they leave and go back to confront him about Sylvia's rape and murder and he says he could never have done it that he was stealing a dog collar at the only dog friendly hotel in the city that also dates the show because there are plenty of dog friendly hotels in the city now yeah Um, in the squad room the Hadley men are waiting to see Red Hat Guy um, because I didn't know his name at the time so I just called him Red Hat Guy have you ever Um, seen the movie called Meet the Robinsons I've heard of it so there's a character in the show and for most of the show the characters don't really realize his name so they call him Bowler (laughs) <laughs> and that's what that reminded me of. Um, <laughs> Red hat guy. <laughs> yeah. Munch breaks it to them that they don't think that he's their guy. Um, and Elliot says that these things take time and getting the media all riled up doesn't help any. Hadley Sr. says he knows that he's sorry, but they're under a lot of pressure, and the two Hadleys leave. Um, the squad looks back into the possibility that she- Sheila, no, not Sheila, Sylvia, was having an affair. <laughs> <laughs> Brooke Shields on the brain. <laughs> Clearly. Um, Ellie and Olivia go back to the hotel to talk to some other people who may have been able to confirm that, including one guy who delivers room service, said whenever he went up, the bathroom door was always closed. Suppose there could have been a guy in there or a girl. Ellie and Olivia then talk to the bartender about whether she'd visited the bar with anyone um, he said she was she had and that she was flirting with him and they left together. Turns out it was Brad Weber, who is the financial advisor. Ellie Olivia talked to Brad about whether he was having an affair with Sylvia. He says he kissed her, but nothing more. Stands by his story. Um, Ellie and Olivia go to talk to the Hadley men, where Doctor Hadley which is Hadley Sr., um, says that he thinks Sylvia was having an affair with Brad um, as she chose to work more closely with him, even though they only needed financial reports once a month. Ellie and Olivia talked to Brad again and bring up the fact that they worked more more closely than they needed to. Brad said it was to try to make right a poor man's deal made in the 70s 
that involved a lot of interest and intermediate payments. Brad agrees to a blood test. Um, the squad learned that Dr. Hadley had a habit of firing professors at Midvale who didn't agree with him. Munch and Jeffries go to talk to one of those professors. Elliot and Olivia go to Sylvia's memorial service. Um, it seems like all of do- all of Dr. Hadley's talks about Sylvia surround Midvale College. Um, Olivia says people do do things you never imagined they were capable of. Hadley Jr. says that Sylvia became someone he didn't know anymore, flying all over the country, cell phone permanently attached to her ear. Cregan wants DNA on all of the Hadleys and wants the mother in there alone to find out how strong the glue is that holds the family together. Olivia talked to Mrs. Hadley and eventually came, it eventually came out that Dr. Hadley had an affair for two years with Sylvia, which led to her be- getting pregnant before her death. Shocking. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, Ellie and Olivia talk to Dr. Hadley, who refuses to talk until their lawyer gets there. Olivia says that it's fine, that his DNA would corroborate his wife's story anyway. He asks what story, and Elliot says, maybe we shouldn't say anything until your lawyer gets here. Um, the security camera footage from the hotel shows Hadley Jr. wasn't actually in Baltimore at the time of the murder, but in New York at the hotel. Cragen is trying... <coughs> Whoa. <laughs> Cragen is talking to both Hadley boys. I love how I call them men throughout the entirety of my notes until just now when I call them boys. Well, <laughs> and then might be deserved. Them, yeah. <clears throat> and then he calls in Jeffries with the DNA results. A piece of skin from Sylvia's neck under Hadley Jr.'s fingernail was a perfect match, and the semen inside of her was also a perfect match to Hadley Sr., Hadley Jr. makes a confession, and Mrs. Hadley confronts her husband about his affair, and then says that she would be divorcing him. And we dick wolf. What? A- that sounds I- like it went, like, huh. those notes felt like they went by really quick. They did. <laughs> but... That episode is so interesting to me with the dynamic of the father and son. Yeah. Um, and how people get so involved in each other's lives. And It's really interesting. I also think about that quote from Olivia where she says something like, you don't even realize what people are capable of. Yeah. Um, and the yin and yang of being human. Because I think yeah. you can have so much good, but we also all have a little bad in us, too. Exactly. And I think it's interesting when SVU kind of sheds light on real things that happen and don't shy away from the bad stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, while Coley is shuffling their cards, I'll give one final plug Um Make sure, if you don't already, to follow us on Instagram at SVU Coven. 
any announcements for the show will be on there. And, um, you know, us, you can also get involved with us over there. We, when we have cable, usually live tweet the episodes. Well, let me say also, when we are awake, we live tweet uh, when new episodes come on. So you can follow us yes. on Twitter as well. I'm at Rose Catholic and Coley is at Coley Marie X on Twitter. Yes. If you want to join our Discord, shoot us a DM. We'll send you a link for it. The link does expire after a week, so you want to make sure to get in there. We do yeah. all kinds of things in there. Tarot, witchy stuff, SVU stuff, everything. So get in there. Join the coven. We would love to have you. Um, and if you want to be on the show, ask us a question for us to answer on the show or even sponsor us. We would love to be sponsored. Um, shoot us an email at svcoven at gmail.com. Yes. So the tarot card that I pulled this week is Judgment. Um, the Judgment tarot card is one of self-reflection, realization, awakening, and new beginnings. The traditional card depicts an angel playing a trumpet as three people rise from graves with outstretched arms. Um, hold on. What deck are you using? My pride tarot deck. Mm -hmm. And I just realized that the judgment card thing instead of giving me the meaning it just kind of showed me what it meant uh, like why they picked what they did um, for what it was uh so judgment to I me mean, is a lot of like um, looking at your past situations and yeah. maybe something you went through uh, that was supposed to be a lesson and then maybe you didn't learn anything from it and you fell back into the same pattern, um, yeah. especially got, with relationships and stuff. Yeah, I got it here. Um, judgment indicates the cusp of rebirth. In order to achieve that, you must look back upon your deeds and come to an honest evaluation of yourself. This leads to the awakening that signals a new way of life. Mm -hmm. And that was from the app Labyrinthos. Yeah. Um, I think it's a perfect card for this episode. Yeah, definitely. Um, and also pertaining to me in my own life. So, yeah. um I will definitely take that away with me this week. Yeah. So thank you for that. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, and I'll take a picture of it so we can put it on the Instagram um, tomorrow morning because I don't want to turn my lights on because it's stink bug season and I don't oh. trust those little fuckers. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, let's go. Yes. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening and hanging out with us. We hope that you love the show as much as we love making the show. Um, and if you do love it, 
maybe show us some love in those rate reviews and subscriptions. Uh, we appreciate the energy exchange so much and it's what keeps us going, uh, making the show for you. Yes, exactly. Um, but that's it. That's our episode. That's our episode. Um, I love you so much. I love and, you. <laughs> and, um, I'll talk to you next time. Talk to you next time. Blessed be. Blessed be. Bye. Bye.